Thank you. I'm yeah, Nick. Thank you. I'm Shane. Nice to meet you, Shane. <laughs> Appreciate you being on the podcast. This thank is, you for having me. Absolutely. This is Shane Jessup. He's a pretty cool guy. We're in his barn right now that's converted to a house. And <laughs> it has a stage for music and yeah. events. And right now that's on a pool, uh, on a poker table. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a business partner that's made all of this uh, possible. So it's, okay. it's, not, it's not all just mine. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So. And what is the goal for that then? Well, the the end goal is I w I'm wanting to buy it from him. Okay. So, and he's offered me a purchase option on it, so. Cool. And, and you know, you see the horses and the animals outside. And, yeah, we're on yeah. a full farm, really. Yeah, so all together, there's about 32 acres. 32 acres. Between, you know, each side of the road. On this side alone, there's 16, so. Nice. And what do you want to do with the 16 acres? So, I mean, the ultimate goal for this is I really want to, I, I, I want to create a positive environment for people to enjoy. And that's what the horses out there are doing right now is they, they are providing, you know, a lot of enjoyment for a lot of people. And those aren't mine, that's someone that's leasing a part of the property. Um, gotcha. But ultimately, long, long game, I wanna build something just, you know, that contributes to the community, that is a kind of a hub for a mix of recreation and, you know, greenhouse for growing food and just, just supporting the community. That's pretty cool. Like, like I don't wanna mass develop, which I'm a land developer, <laughs> I do, I do land development, not on the scale that Winston does, <laughs> but on the dirt side, I do, I do that. But um, I don't want to just build a bunch of houses here. Like there's, there's nice property here, and I just, I want to create something that gives back and can can bless a lot of people. Yeah, our first video with Winston, one of them was with you talking about that retaining yeah. wall of rocks right <laughs> yeah. there, which was one of the first videos to do well. Really? Yeah, yeah. We were at like a thousand views on what? certain things, and then that one was like 13. And it was like, oh, sweet. We hit on something. And That's it was cool. awesome. And you talked for most of that one, too. That's funny. That's fun. I, I, get, uh, I get people complimenting my accent. I didn't know I had one, but. <laughs> <laughs> Is it severe Tennessean? No, I'm not even from here. So I'm, uh, I'm from Utah originally. Okay. Yeah, Southern Utah. Yeah, I'm California, so. Well, hey, <laughs> it's, nice. it's nice having some people from out west over here because yeah. it seems they're, I don't know, it's just different. <laughs> yeah, it is. To me, everybody that talks in some sort of western accent is, it's just Western accent. That's yeah, all. <laughs> right, right. I cannot decipher this Tennessee, Kentucky, Utah. Yeah, yeah. It makes no difference. That is just Western. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So tell me more about um, some more of your personal goals. And more specifically, who are you, I, who do you idolize? Who do you look up to and mm. why? Like, and how does that tie into, you know, what you want to do too? Mm. So... If, if there's someone I idolize, and there's very few, um, and, and I don't say that in a negative way, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, but I mean, I guess it would have to, it would have to be in categories in a, in a sense, like as far as like 
life principles, that kind of thing, my dad would have to be at the top of that list. Um, he's he's just, and I'm the second oldest of 22 kids. Whoa! <laughs> you are from Utah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. My mom's the oldest of nine. My dad's the second youngest of seven. So yeah, come yeah. from 22, though. I mean, We're brothers from different mothers. I bet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but no, he. Uh, I grew up working every day with him. I didn't do well in school. Um, I never graduated eighth grade. Uh, but it's funny you bring up Winston because if on the list of people that I look up to, I don't like the word idolize. But That's totally fine. Look the, up to or yeah. get inspired by. Yeah, inspired by. Winston is high on that list. In fact, Winston is the only guy I knew in Tennessee when I moved here. Really? Yeah. Like <laughs> I, and I moved here for real estate. You know, I was flipping houses, but I, well, I wasn't doing it with him. Um, I met him in a real, real estate education class, and we we connected and i mean from day one i think the first time we met we all there was a bunch of us gathered after the class and we went to dinner and just had a had a great time yeah he's he's pretty awesome to just hang out with and i'm sure you guys were at a real estate class you guys were just talking real estate the whole time and yeah which he obviously could talk all day and i yeah i didn't know you know i took those classes because i wanted to learn it wasn't because i you know, Winston was like a veteran in there. Right. <laughs> How long have you been doing it then? Uh, real estate. I moved to Tennessee in 2017, but I I did start a, a small ex or real estate company and excavating company in Utah before I came here. Okay, so you're already very experienced. It's just you got out here and wanted to get into a class and. Yeah, and you know, as far as as far as. Uh, back to the people that I look up to and it's interesting because where I'm from I'm from a a polygamous cult (laughs) (laughs) straight up (laughs) yeah didn't sugarcoat it at all it 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 is what it is (laughs) um so and I left in 2011 okay and man I just I moved all over just from Utah I went to Nevada um farmed for a while in Nevada, moved to North Dakota, back to Utah, and just, you know, trying to figure out where I fit in the world. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) But the people that I look up to and have been influenced by, a lot of that also goes into the music world, the country music world, which I love to sing, too. Awesome. Um, also in the middle of writing a book right now really uh, yeah that's awesome about uh about my life you know leaving the cult and life out here you know where i'm going from here yeah but, i know, would have so. to read the book in order to even have an idea of what you're talking about yeah. because <laughs> yeah. that it, there's a lot to unpack there yeah for sure um but in the music world uh it was all off limits growing up you know it, for the most part was just you don't listen to any outside music anything that was produced by the the outside world was off limits but i got this when i was just a kid uh i started listening to the radio 
I had a little alarm clock radio. My Probably my favorite music story is I went down to my room and I had this, this alarm clock. We were expected to be up pretty early in the mornings. I was never really good at it. <laughs> Getting up early? Yeah. yeah. Neither am I. I'm but, a night uh, owl. Uh, but my dad bought all of us kids. I'm surprised that didn't bankrupt him. <laughs> 22 <laughs> no, kids? No, uh, he, yeah. he didn't have 22 at that time. But anyway, he bought us these alarm clock radios. Okay. Specifically so that we can get up in the morning. Well, I discovered the radio part of it. I didn't really care about yeah, the yeah. alarm clock. That's connected to the outside world. Yeah. And, you know, them airwaves, they can reach where a lot of things can't. Wow. And uh, anyway, I was in my room one one afternoon, and I had I was laying on my bed, and I had the the alarm clock on my ear and a pillow over the alarm clock, <laughs> and I'm messing with the dial, you know, trying to get the the radio station. And I remember the song, you know, it was playing George Strait's song called "Run," and and I love that song. I love singing his songs to this day. It's just so he is i've never met him but yeah. <laughs> he's, he's influenced me immensely and you know i thought i was getting away with it but my mom heard on the other side of the door and she come busting in and took me to my dad oh, I, had, I had to get a little preaching too gosh so that's a huge transition so then um i guess with that i mean how has that affected you as an artist being so, exposed yes. or not exposed <laughs> it's 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 interesting because so many people that i meet they they've had such a different exposure right to, to music entertainment all of that mine's very limited but i have a neat a niche that i like you know like in in rock music i'm there's just a couple artists that I really like, but I, I haven't heard them all either. Right. Um, and I, in my conversations with people, that they'll make references to artists or people, and, and I'll be like, who's that? And they, it, it is crazy funny how often they're like, you haven't heard of so-and-so, <laughs> you, I, I, I have no idea. You haven't seen this movie before? You yeah, haven't, I haven't heard that artist. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. All those things that, it's like giving a 17-year-old an iPhone for the first time and comparing it to a kid <laughs> who's had an iPhone since he was three, five, yeah. and six. Yeah. Like, big difference in just Massive all difference. of that. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I, I feel like it's played in my favor. Well, I say that, that's a broad statement because my attitude on in life is that everything's playing into my favor. <laughs> you know? hey, I like that. I have to have that attitude or I feel like I, yeah. I, I need that attitude. Um, I create my of, own luck. Yeah. Everything works in my favor. Yeah. All those positive things. Yeah. You have to go into every day with like that kind of gusto and belief right. in yourself and all that. I, and, and that's something that I carry with me all the time. There's, there's, many many things that on the surface you would not think that's playing in your favor <laughs> right but that's how I, that's my outlook in life is i i always win i had a <laughs> i either win or i learn and both of those are winning but <laughs> that's, you know, that's a good quote i had a i had a i'm gonna get off track here for just a minute but i had a story or i have a story 
the older gentleman I looked to as a mentor, he hired me and my little brother once in northern Utah to go do just some labor work for him. And uh, we got done for the day and we was, we was walking out of his backyard and my little brother and I, we was talking about knives. He's, my little brother is a police officer now and you know, knives and guns and all that. That's just, he likes all of that. that's been our, yeah, our life. Close. Anyway, I actually, it's this knife right here. I had this knife on me. Hey. And uh, it's funny, but he, I, we were talking about throwing knives and there was a huge tree in this guy's backyard. And Luke, my little brother, he's like, somehow it was kind of thrown at me as a challenge. You couldn't hit that, you couldn't hit that tree. And I'm like, I, I just didn't say a word. I just pulled out my knife, opened it, and threw it as hard as I could. And it, it pegged in that tree. Nice. And it was a long ways away. It was way further away than I should have been able to do. <laughs> kind of scared him. And no, we're just, and then he, we just start cutting up a little bit. But the older gentleman that owned the, the house there, he'd come out and he heard us talking. And Luke had mentioned, yeah, he, he just, he, made it into that tree you know and Dwayne is the older gentleman's name and he's just he just started chuckling a little bit and he looked at both of us and he's and he pointed at me though and he said he all he will always win and that's all he said and you know that impacted the rest of my life very very few days go by that I don't think about that you know I was maybe 20, 21 at that time and 20 or 21 but just those words I mean I don't feel like it went to my head in a like a pride or a cocky way but it did go to my head in a, in a sense that don't expect anything less you know like if if I as long as I don't stop I'll either win or I will learn. And <laughs> yeah. And you know, that goes back into the definition. Like if I it depends on how I define winning, but I always win. <laughs> and if somebody says that and you're 21 and it just sticks with you, I mean, yeah. it changes your perspective on yourself and that's really what matters yeah. the most. A lot of it confidence or whatever it just comes down to like well i mean do you believe yourself do you believe in yourself right uh if you don't then yeah you're gonna lack some confidence you're gonna lack right even you're just not gonna do as well as you could and especially coming from a, a gentleman that's so far ahead of me experience wise you know so yeah. much more wisdom and and knowledge and, and that kind of thing so when a guy like that says that about you you take that and run with it. Yeah. Yeah, I believe and, it. And don't get me wrong, like I've had my share of failures, you know, right. of slip-ups, mistakes, all, all of that, you know, that's, that comes with the package. But it's, it's the principle, I think, that has helped get me where I am today. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm a long ways from where I intend to go, but hey, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. You know, with, with Winston, I'm going to go back to Winston. Just because, for one, I want to support him. Yeah, uh, he's he's such a he's such an inspiration to me, and he's also in an entire battle of his own right now. With, yeah, with the city nonsense that, that he's involved in. Um, 
but it's an interesting thing for me to watch and observe because I've known him when I knew him he wasn't involved with anything politically or you know in, in a city capacity that kind of stuff but where I come from I was able to see so much of and, and it's not that I'm trying to sugarcoat anything or go easy, but when, when an organization can control information to a society and they get enough of their own people to back it, to back it, I mean, the damage that can be done to that society is it's incomprehensible. It is, it's unfathomable sometimes but I look at Winston I look at the situation that he's in and from my perspective and I don't live in that town anymore I did but I don't live there now but I look at that and so many similarities are are playing out and yeah it's not it's not a cult like the one that I was born and raised in but man the 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 actions are so similar and I, I think it's too late, really, for it to ultimately succeed, especially in, you know, everyone has information. Everyone has access to check, you know, that they can get on their phone and they can double check. They can look people up. They can do all of that. Right. So the information age ultimately is what contributed to what I consider the downfall of the cult that I was in. That cult's called the FLDS, where, where I'm from. And it worked, and they, the, the leaders were able to get away with so much because of how they controlled information. You know, through fear, through bullying, through, you know... Force. All, yeah, force, yeah. <laughs> Um, as long as they could control that, they could have their way with the with the the people, pretty much in every way you can think of. And uh, but when you know, w- whenever they could say, don't don't read the newspaper, don't get on the internet, don't listen to the radio, don't watch the news, none of that stuff. Well, what was happening was the leader was on the front page of every newspaper. Oh. You gotcha. know, he was all over the internet for the crimes that he had committed, for, you know, the, the things that he was involved in. But if the entire population or, uh, you know, the, all the people in that organization refuse to see it, then they're still only going to believe what's handed to them. Exactly. I mean, North Korea, for instance. Yeah. What yeah. are they besides not accessible to the internet? And yep. And then they don't know the difference between being starving or not yeah. because they just have no frame of reference on the rest of the world. And yeah. it's nuts. And, and, you know, and then the fear tactics are very similar. What I'm seeing with him. Um, one example is I saw a post recently where. And, and I'm careful. I'm careful not to just jump on any one side. Like, there's a lot of information that I don't have. Right. But there's some principles that I feel like I do understand. 
But in this post, Winston was very attacked. You, you know, him and Christina were like, the, and they used the Bible. They used the, the scriptures to say, well, they hate us, and therefore they hate God, and, you know, this that kind of stuff. Well, <laughs> the how I know Winston, and I've seen Winston in a lot of different scenarios with people, like, and I feel, I feel very similar about myself, and that is, you don't, we don't hate people. We might, we might despise incompetence. We might, you know, choose to avoid people. <laughs> we don't go around hating people. Winston does not, he, he don't, it isn't a, it isn't a hatred for people that drives him. But, but he is, he's very accustomed to and aware of what it takes to achieve success. And when he sees incompetence, I mean, I'm on a much different, I'm on a different level in the, in the line of work I'm in, but it's the same principle. It's, you know, when you get around people who don't have the competence, they don't have the experience, we can get along just fine with those people as long as they're not in a leadership position. Yeah, they can't be the vanguard or the spearhead right. of this operation. Like, right. come on. Right. Anyway, and I know I got off track on that too, but, but it is something that was on my mind quite a, or is on my mind quite a bit because of what I see him going through. And, but, but I, man, he's a, he's a solid guy. In, in my opinion, he is. Yeah, no, I've spent hours and hours and hours with the guy, and he's yeah. literally awesome. So when I see yeah. just this hatred or, and I know things got spun around, like that, it just doesn't even look true. Right. Think about the <laughs> the viability of what you just said. It's yeah. not, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And it doesn't look good on the people saying it. No, no, it's not like, <laughs> look, it doesn't look like they are good nice people either because like whoever just throws that out there it's like you are already kind of rude yeah to say the least if even that was true right and because you had no business even saying that right right exactly and and there's nothing productive in it I, i guess that's where that's where i really admire winston is and winston is a when it comes to business he he is driven completely different than I am. Completely different. Like he, but he has a, he has a completely different understanding. He's, he's really good with numbers. I'm not. He's really good at a lot of things that I'm not good at. But when, when he, like, like I was saying, when he feels or sees just utter incompetence, it just, you know, to his very core, it's just... It eats yeah. him alive, and and I I can I can respect that absolutely. And now it's gotten absurd. I yeah. mean, our city manager is literally like my mom or something. It's like right. My mom has never done anything of the sort, and now we just put somebody in such a managerial position, and we know that she knows nothing of this. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and and the danger in that too is she feels like she's doing a, a great cause you know whoever that is because it was orchestrated very orchestrated and you know from from an outside perspective that's how it appears yeah 
it was... Well, yeah, it's 5v3. Right. Okay, they coordinated all that. It's a coup, if yeah. you guys didn't know that already. It yeah. is a coup out the wazoo. Because Millersville. <laughs> of Millersville. And it's going to be <laughs> national news. Yeah, Half of it what is. you're saying right now is probably going to go in our own little mini documentary. Yeah, absolutely. For it, on, on whatever the national news people don't catch. Well, and I did reach out to Winston, too. Like, I, I, I am going to go on his podcast, and we're going to talk a lot about, about similar to what I'm saying. Like, because the, the, the similarities are, they're scary to me. Absolutely. I mean, you can even see when they're being defensive yep. at the city meetings and whatnot. Right. Like, they're reading from a script, basically, almost literally, and they're scared and hesitant to even say it themselves, right. even though what they're about to say is going to happen because it's 3v2, and they all coordinated this thing. They're yeah. going to do it, but they're very fearful of what the people are about to say immediately. Right. Yeah. You know, and there's she's scared to do it. Tommy Long's scared to yeah. say it, even though he knows he's going to, and it's gonna get done. But yeah. the backlash that they're about to get, it's like Tommy Long's not even actually even in charge himself. So there's somebody right. above that guy. Dude, do you think he could ride a bike? <laughs> 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 I would say no. I don't. I don't think. I, if he, you had, think he could ride it about as good as someone else we've seen on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can ride a bike. Uh, but no, so... Not even with training wheels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I bring that up more of... In, a, in an effort to bring awareness, really, to things that are very potentially dangerous. And, and that is one thing, and it's part of the objective with my book, is how can I share bits and pieces of my story that can contribute to society. I mean, as big an audience as possible, hopefully. Right. You know, and e even in bringing up the, the drama in Millersville, there's, I never want to leave, I, I don't, I don't want to leave on that note. Meaning, I look at all that and I see, I see the negative stuff. And, and we can joke about it, we can, we can talk about it, but at the end of the day, do we have the ability to articulate and, and alchemize it into something productive? Yeah, let's you know, steer this in a different direction. Yeah, like how, how can we take the momentum of it and just, just twist it a little bit, you know, to where something beautiful can happen with it? And, Sometimes that can't happen, but that is what I want to put out in the world. You know, that, that I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what could happen is very funny. National news comes. Tommy Long and his group don't want the city to progress and get bigger and have a lot of tourism even, stuff right. like that. Uh, it's going to do the exact opposite because once national news, now people know about Millersville. Right, right. <laughs> well, and, you know, you have, you have someone like Winston. He, he is a big developer. He's a big player in the community. You know, there's... He might have different belief systems, but that's, in my opinion, that can play into the balance, and everything's got a balance. You know, but... I look at what he brings to the community. Man, 
he contributes. He's a huge contributor. A hundred percent. And he's very, very knowledgeable. And I, I think it's, it's painful to watch quality be thrown away. And that's what I see. That, that's what I see happening when it's like, the, in my opinion and perspective, the majority in that community right now, they're, they're not confident. They're super intimidated by Winston. You know, because he has an answer and a really good answer for everything. I yeah, mean. yeah, because he's lived it. Yeah, he's he's lived and because it is it. true and it is the facts. Yeah. And so that's just, but I, I hope to see and it'll be very interesting, following it along. Um, I hope to see something productive come out of that. I think I think there will be. Yeah. Too many people are going to get involved. That. Well, and and you can't hide forever. Yeah. What but, are you trying to do in the next? five years okay so well the the biggest objective for me in the next by the end of this year and I've got a riding retreat coming up in May and that's actually in Utah I'm flying back there but is completing my book okay um getting my book down is it's a it'll be a huge milestone for me and ultimately, I want to be in, you know, movies, I, I, either writing scripts or, you know, putting quality content in the world is something that is, and, and it isn't because I know how. It's, it's just, it's, it's all in my, in my head or in my heart, you know, right. that, I, that I want to be a part of that. Um, creating a podcast, I really like what you're doing. And I look at these other people that have them going. And and there's so many podcasts that, in my opinion, are... Well, they're not... They're in a different category, I guess, than what I want to be in. They're... they're like, I want to be in that category of quality, quality content, um, inspirational content... Um, what does quality mean to you? So, to me, it's it's the inspiration around how can we accept everything, and this stems from where I come from, but how can I inspire others to take everything they've been through, wherever wherever they've come from, whatever they've experienced, whatever pain they've experienced, uh, ups and downs, any of it and all of it. How can I inspire them to take that and, you know, I, I like the word alchem- alchemize. Um, the Alchemist, that book is phenomenal. I've read that book. If you haven't read that book, read that book. The Alchemist is great. Um, but I feel like that when I, when I first left, not very long after I left that cult, I left in 2011, and I just, you know, jumped into the outside world in a, in a big way. And uh, one thing I noticed right off is, yeah, I have a story. I have a, I have a past that's a very interesting one. You know, I mean, I can, I can entertain people with stories and shock people with some, some, some facts that are just, you know, they didn't see coming. But I also picked up on something else, and that is everyone has one. Everybody has a story, and and they're all equally important. Yeah, you know, and 
some of them may be more entertaining or more heart-wrenching than others there's there's all of that but quality to me and in the in the content sense of what I would like to be a part of and put out in the world is how can we how can I inspire people to alchemize what they have no matter where they are into something beautiful into something productive for them so that's that's what I think of when I think quality like you know when I'm thinking of movies and I've talked to <clears throat> I've talked to some producers in Hollywood about just the the contents of the book and my story and whatnot and there's there's some very very good potential there absolutely um, what I mean there's not very many people that have come <laughs> out and then can articulate it in the written form like you do and will right. There's not very many of those. Yeah. Well, and, and being in what I consider the uh, author world, that is so attractive to me. I mean, b and, and that also stems from the suppression of where I'm from. Like, I couldn't read books. I would get in trouble if I read outside books. Like That's right. And what, I used is it to, only the Bible? That's it? Well, theirs is the Book of Mormon. Uh, okay. Yeah, and the Bible, too, but... Whatever they put out, that's what you can read, and that's it. Um, and when I got out, when I left, um, I, I started listening to books. And man, when I, I downloaded Audible, <laughs> and I have hundreds and hundreds of books that I've gone through. I mean, and it's, it's a lifeline. It was a lifeline to me, um, learning about people. You know, when I went through these phases, I went through phases of extreme anger and hatred and uh, just wanting to just annihilate the people that I believed hurt me and costed me, you know, the people that I loved. Because it did, you know, I made a decision to leave and it costed people very close to me to cut me off. How old were you when you left? 23. 23 in 2011 yeah. and you left and a lot of those family members you haven't even talked to since then is that what you mean by yeah. cut off yeah so well my grandma for in instance um, on my mom's side and I'm her oldest grandson I was so close to her I mean I just just have I'd like to think I still have an incredible connection with her but but she has been in that cult her whole life too, you know, and, and it's, it's very, it's very spelled out. You know, if you, if anyone chooses to leave, it's not a, it's not a compromise that can be had. It's you're, you're done. They're done. So even, even with that knowledge, you know, and I left with that knowledge, I knew, I knew that, you know, I thought I knew the, the price. You never really understand the true cost of something, though, until you actually pay it. You know? <laughs> that does make sense, yeah. You, we can talk about the cost of things, but until, until that metaphorical money leaves your account... You don't actually really know. You don't know. really understand. So I went through this phase of just super angry, angry at everyone, angry at everything. Um, 
But as I started listening to books, listening to inspirational content, you know, I've ultimately come to the conclusion that this world, the current world that we're in, is so lacking in compassion. It is, it is such a deficit. You know, we, we can, it's easy to look at our country in general and say, well, we're in trouble here. We're, uh, we, we can name many, many categories that our right. country in general is in trouble. Right. But I feel it in a, I, f- I think I feel it in a little different category, meaning our society. You know, w- we go out and we interact with strangers, which is almost unheard of, and it's getting less and less yeah. popular. And that's a sad thing, you know, but so many, so many people, in my opinion, they, they either haven't experienced compassion from others or they don't know how to give it to others. And I had to come to grips with that in, I'd like to think a, a little different way than most because, because of the depth of the anger, the depth of the pain. Um, the the frustration of you know and I still have one sister that's in that cult that I haven't seen in over 15 years but the the pain and anger and frustration took me to a place that for one I couldn't do anything about it no like I mean I could go do something stupid and probably cost me my life or you know that kind of thing but I really couldn't do anything. I had to go inside. I had, I had to peel back the layers of my own being. And over the course of several years and, and self-development and that kind of stuff, that's where I've ultimately come to currently is the, the books that I've enjoyed and experienced have, has positioned me to where the drive to write my own is just, and I'm not a good writer. I never graduated eighth grade. <laughs> that was kind of my next question is a lot of these types of things. You know, scholastically, I'm, I'm not it, <laughs> you know. But you're inspired and you've listened to enough books. You can yeah. put your thoughts, your feelings, your story onto paper. I know you can. Well, and here's another incredible thing that's happened in my life. I've had 70 plus year old gentlemen and ladies tell me you're a scholar and i'm like whoa like <laughs> well to be honest you kind of did it at a good time in your 20s yeah. if you were to just binge listen yeah. you know compared to if you're six seven eight nine ten twelve all those years yes it'll have a huge impact but when right. you're able to actually listen to a book or watch a serious movie and right. with an adult brain you're gonna get it and at the first time yeah that's a great perspective you've actually retained it you probably got a way better version of your in your head than other people who listened to it when they were 13. Well, and that brings me to another uh, topic, and that is in, intent. Yes. You know, to, and I think that's what you're, you've just touched on, is I think when we're young, we, we can entertain ourselves, right? We can, we can watch movies, entertain ourselves, but where I am in, my, in life now, pretty much every move I make has intent behind it. Yeah. You know, it, it, if I watch a movie, 
I, I'm looking for something. I, I, there's an intention there. If I, if I make a phone call, you know, and it's different if I'm receiving phone calls with work or whatever, but if I'm reaching out to people, if I'm, you know, there is an intent behind it. And I think on, on a subconscious level, I think a lot of us do that all, anyway. But what if we could be more conscious of it? Yeah. You know, what, what, if, what if we recognize that a little bit more on, on a more conscious level? Being an entrepreneur is one of those things where you have yeah. to be intentional about every single moment right. of your day, really. Right. You know, am I intentionally relaxing right now? Am yeah. I intentionally getting X amount done right now? What am I intentionally doing? Yeah. So, and, that, and that's funny you bring up entrepreneurship. Um, <clears throat> I also went through a, uh, I had a divorce hit me about two, a little over two years ago. Um, and that catapulted me into an entirely different realm of everything right yeah, that, that's the whirlwind of emotions right there yeah and uh but a world of opportunity of you know further examining myself how how am i showing up in the world what if i'm fully justified to be a less than kind human being what it, it doesn't matter how justified i may be in 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 being mean or vindictive or that kind of stuff it gave me an opportunity to really really go inside on a different level than like leaving the cult leaving everything i knew this this was completely different um but one of the first things i did when after that divorce it's funny i bring that up because winston i think winston's the first person i told and he, you know, he, I called him up when I was in a very, very low spot. And that anyone can say whatever they want about Winston, but when I hear, when I hear Winston, that man's been there for me on a, on a level that few have. But uh, one of the first things I did was I enrolled myself into online public speaking. And it was just, you know, I, the pain that I was feeling at that point, I felt myself, you know, I want to numb it. I want to drink it away. I want to get high. I want to, you know, all of those things. And I made up my mind and, and immediately, I will not, I will not drink my way through it. I'm not going to use drugs to get through it. Um, and, and then I enrolled into this public speaking. The whole point of this is when I got into the, the speaking classes, they, they asked, you know, what is your elevator speech or, or how can you define you in three words or less, you know, or sentences. And the thing that I ultimately came to is singer-songwriter or author, singer-songwriter, and entrepreneur. So that that covers that covers a lot yeah <laughs> but yeah so that's a if i can inspire that in people you know take and again take take what's dealt to us take the cards we're dealt 
play them to the best of our ability. It doesn't mean we'll win that hand. Yeah. But if we don't stop playing the game, we will win. <laughs> <laughs> we are the house. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what it gets to. Yeah, I like that. When do you think you'll have the book? In, in the next year or less? Yeah, so January is my goal is to have the first draft done by January. Gotcha. Now there's a chance I can have it done by January, but it'll it'll be it'll be tight. What's your writing process then for this book specifically, right? What do you mean process? Well, is it every night for an hour? Oh is yeah, it... so so and that's another world that I've been so un inexperienced in but I got myself I got myself my notebooks and everything's handwritten I have, oh, a, wow. I have a table in my kitchen or in, yeah in my dining room that it's it's a tall table I don't sit to write <clears throat> I stand at it and uh, I also got a couple of journals that and and it's just my thing is every night every night I, I've got to write something you know, and sometimes it's not in the book. Sometimes, like for instance, right now, I I came to a place where I feel like if you think of it in terms of a graph, right, a chart. When you're and I I enrolled into some writing classes too to to help me with this, but I feel like I'm right at the point where I take the reader. It's kind of just been you know kind of mediocre entertaining stories you know stuff okay, like yeah. that but at some point you got to take them down you got to you got to take them down to rock bottom right and, and, and i'm referring to memoirs style writing and maybe in every style of writing but and i got i got to this point where it's like okay i gotta i gotta deep dive like i've i've got to branch into the uncomfortable stuff give them that oh shit moment yeah yeah and then it's but I, I had this experience where I started into some of these stories and just the emotions, I mean, just, I mean. That's why I was surprised and glad that you're handwriting it. Unreal, I man. know that those I mean, stories are getting told in a different yeah. way because you're handwriting it than if you were typing it. Well, and, and I've heard, you, you hear, now and then you hear of tear-soaked pages. Right. When you're handwriting that, that deep of stuff, that, that, uh, that vulnerable of content, you and experience it, man, that, that, that takes it to an entirely different level. But anyway, I started down this precipice, if you will, and I had to stop. Like, this was a few days ago, and... I was like, well, all right. And I literally wrote in the book, though, to myself. You know, I'm, I'm talking to myself. And I'm not that, it, not that, that this will be in the book, but I wrote, hey, take your time. Right. The, the, feel what you're feeling so that it can be transferred into the pages. And then, but I kept writing in my journals, you know, even if it's just a few sentences a day. Um, and is what that's done for me is it's it's helped me regroup <clears throat> emotionally to where I can dive back in with another 
story, another experience, you know. So one of the things that I tell people a lot is for that exact same thing, like what is your writing process? You do a couple sentences every night. In my type of field, mm -hmm. right, as many artists, it's their job to be an artist. It's not just whenever you feel like it or inspiration hits. Right. I mean, maybe if you've got hundreds of millions of dollars and like you just have to create one painting a year and you do your thing, sure, go off of inspiration. You've earned right. it, you have all of that. But for people who are even actors or writers and they're constantly putting something out, you have to treat it like a job. Yeah. I don't care if it's every 9 a.m. you look at a blank canvas for an hour, but you have to sit there. Yeah, well, and, and that's, that is uh, one of the hard realities and, and opportunities, I, I take it as an opportunity, living alone, is no one's making me do it. No one, no one is saying, hey, Shane, you got to pick up your damn pen. You, you, you got to, you know, do a page tonight. No one's there to do that. And it's also, I think that also contributes to the authenticity. The, you know, it, it all is coming from within, you know. Absolutely. You're doing it. You want right. to do it. Right. That's I the thing. want it. You yeah. want it. You want to yeah. do it. You go do it. It's also just you. It is. Yeah. You're doing that. As time goes by, day after day after day, what did Shane do? Yeah. I did this. Well, and you know, an, another interesting thing is I don't look at it as I just want to write my book and then I'm done. Oh, no. Like, I look at it, and, and this is part of what I'm gathering throughout the process is what if I can help other people, especially from home, write theirs? There's a lot of guys, a lot of men that haven't, and without some serious encouragement, won't write their stories. Yes. And there's some valuable stories there. Um, that will never be written. That will never be written. So I look at it like, how can I infuse this into me? You know, this is another interesting thing. I've grown up my entire life operating heavy equipment, you know, developing land, Anything with dirt, um, pretty much any any machine in the dirt world, I've either done or I am pretty good at. But, and I've made money at it, you know, I've, on the surface, it looks like that's me. But I've had the opportunity through these experiences in life, whether it be divorce or, you know, living alone with just time to think, where... It's like, but who am I really? And who do I who do I want to be? It's sometimes it isn't even who am I. It's who do I want to be? I mean, because I'm not satisfied with who I am currently, but who do I want to be? And when I when I've been able to step back and view it from a standpoint of how can I leave my mark on the world? How can I, you know, inspire others? Man, being an author, there's people that I've never met and never will meet, but I've experienced a part of them because of what they've written. You know, a book that is just, I'm eternally grateful for. <laughs> and yes, that's a, that's a major, major driver for me. 
especially today. I think people way underestimate the value of a book. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to get into a little bit of AI talk here. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm no expert in AI. Don't get me wrong. But when, when I think of AI and I think of the automated, how automated systems can be, society can be, all of that. I, I still believe there's something that AI can never produce, and that is people-to-people -people connection. Right. You know, and, and if, I, if I learn people, the better I learn people, that's something that can't be, it can't be given, it can't be made. You know, it, it has to, and it has to be wanted. You know, it, it has to be wanted. And that's something that, no matter what, no matter where we go, those skills, those, the value in that is timeless. I was just talking to one of the guys that I work for. He buys businesses, and I was asking him, you know, how does AI impact or affect you buying businesses and running businesses? And he was like, well, it doesn't really affect me too much right now. Uh, but of course it will mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and the hardest part about adopting this type of technology is you don't want to adopt too much because now you're getting rid of an integral portion of why that business may have been success successful and he does small businesses so a lot of it yeah why are you getting rid of your customer service interaction why are you automating that when that right. is such a core integral part of your small business oh I like that right if yeah. you got rid of an actual warm greeting on the yeah. phone of literally, I mean, if we're down the street, if we're the small business of the, of the town, yeah. why is that getting automated? It shouldn't be. Oh, I like that. And that's, you know, there's businesses that don't necessarily need that as much in a different category, but I think society needs it. <laughs> society yeah. needs, you know, that. That is the glue. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And if we start tearing that apart, then, I mean, it, it's already pretty individualistic as it is right now. Right. But that's just really going to just take individualism yeah. to another level. Yeah. Which is why they're, we're losing compassion. There isn't that glue. It could be stronger. But, yeah. you know, AI and that type of integration could tear us even more apart. Mm -hmm. So we just want to retain that. We want to keep the it. The individualism, I like that. Um, I like that a lot. I, uh, you, as you can see, my style, and th this gets into another thing that I, this is a newer, more recent thing that I want to get into, but I, I want to model for Levi's. Nice. You hear that? Any, anybody that can hook me up with Levi's. I think you could do it. So, I mean, these are Levi's, this is Levi's. I have jackets that are Levi's, but, and I didn't think about it really. It's just, I, I like the, I like them. I mean, the style, it, I like denim, it's, it's my thing, but a couple months ago, I was out here in my truck, it's on a Saturday, and I was going to go out to a job, and uh, I was messing around on my phone, and I didn't have any pressure, you know, I was just sitting in my truck, and I set my phone down, and I actually dozed off. I was just like, <laughs> napping in my truck, and I wake up, and there's these two girls standing in front of my truck i'm like what well, what's going on <laughs> okay anyway i rolled my window down and started talking to them and they said hey we're uh they spoke 
didn't speak English real well, but so they're from France. Nice. Um, <laughs> live in Canada now and they're like we we just stopped in you know we're touring Nashville and we, we do photography and I was like really and they're like yeah do you, do you care if we take some pictures and I got out of my truck once I know knew they were wanting to talk I got out of my truck I was wearing blue Levi's jeans with a blue Levi's shirt at that time and they just they just was like hey can we take some pictures of you and I'm like I guess I mean that's not my world <laughs> you know I was like yeah sure but it, I ended up going and getting like like my western gun belts and you know di yeah. different yeah. ropes and like, these are like just that. my normal clothes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and went went out and they did a they did a photo shoot and they says hey we'll we'll send you these pictures when we get when we get back home and edit process them, yeah. yeah I'm like okay cool well, a couple of weeks ago, one of them sent the ones that she took. And, I mean, damn, there were some pretty good pictures. <laughs> but, but the Levi's part was just, like, out there. You know, it was like, like, I You were repping. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, damn, I need to, I need to get with them. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> I, uh, I have some friends that lady friends that are in modeling and that kind of stuff that you know one of them i called her up and i'm like hey what do you think about this and she's like oh yeah yeah that's your portfolio definitely. you just got professional shots <laughs> put that in a binder and just take it yeah yeah and i'm actually doing another much more uh a bigger photo shoot here in well i ordered some other stuff for it and that's three months out <clears throat> so about three months from now I'll be doing another photo shoot. Nice. That here, <clears throat> that I'm looking forward to, and yeah, I just that's a realm that I have never I've never entertained it. It's just, but when I saw the pictures, and I'm I'm constantly, you know, I heard a phrase or I read this thing online recently. Don't stop trying i think it was from ty lopez stop trying to be an influencer like but he was ultimately saying be your brand and that that hit me like because i am even that symbol that i showed you of mine like that is that's going to be on my book that's going to be i mean i want that to be what you know that is my brand but what am i like and i don't want to put on a show I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm acting. I don't want to feel like I have to change who I am to to do me. You know. Right. So when I when I saw the pictures and when I was thinking about the modeling stuff, that was a that was a big deal to me because I could do that every day, every single day. <laughs> I could be in Levi's. And I'd be happy. That's <laughs> awesome. So I like the fact that you know you were essentially hidden from the world on a lot of different accounts. Yeah, very sheltered. And then when you came out um, and experienced a lot of things, it was probably a lot of FOMO. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. fear of missing out and, mm -hmm. and getting caught up and all of that for probably the last decade or you know, the first decade of that was just getting caught up. Oh yeah, big time. And now you feel like you've learned quite a lot since and there's an express an expression coming out 
that's an interesting point because an, an, an interesting thing happened to me that I didn't see coming. I, one is I feel like I've I feel like I've accepted the fact that, I mean, yeah, I can only catch up so much, right? But then I have to be okay with not being caught up in, I, yeah. in that sense. Yeah, I mean, even if you're in the society entirely, yeah. you're not even caught up. Right. You just have to, you just wanted to, you know, get up to speed a little bit. But the <laughs> other thing is this, like, and for years and years, I looked at myself as, well, I'm just uneducated, you know. I'm, but I took for granted the fact that I listen to at least three books a month, and most of those are around 10 hours a piece. Right. Every month. And, like, even, even currently, that is, I'm, I, am in, I am taking information as much as I can handle. And what it's ultimately done, though, is now I interact with people. A lot, so few people do that. So few people in today's world continue to intake new knowledge. Right. Does that does that make sense? A hundred percent. They're all they're consuming whatever's given to them, but that's yeah. not what they should be consuming. Right, right. And and it hit me recently. It hit me. Uh, it, this is a little more, a little into into the dating world, but interacting with with people, I'm just like. Not, not that they're ignorant. They're, they're, they're further advanced scholastically than me. Maybe they got college degrees. Maybe they have whatever. But there's few topics that I can't, that, that I don't probably know more about. Yeah. You know? And that was an interesting, interesting thing for me. I feel the same way. I mean, I was bartending for like two years. Okay. And no matter who came up to the bar, it was a small bar. There's one or two, three, four people. Yeah. There was a conversation going on with some of them. A lot of them talked about their jobs even. And for some reason, it didn't matter what, what the conversation was. Like I had an uh, input to give. Yes. Yeah. And that's gold. Whatever it was. You're a coding yeah. programmer. Like, sweet. How do you like Python? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I already have the initial question for almost a lot of industries. Yeah. <laughs> and it can get them going and can go back and forth with it and talk for an hour or two. Yeah. And it didn't matter what it was about. So I, I, I understand that. And yeah. it takes someone who intentionally went after all that info. Right. You don't just have it. Oh, And that's yeah. what I like about you, too, is the fact that when you decided on what your objective was, you're like, all right, what do I need to get there? Essentially, yeah. you went and did a public speaking class. Yeah. You went and did a creative writing class because the objective was to write my own book. And maybe you tried a couple times and you're like, okay, I, yes, but can somebody tell me how? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, right. I've got my ideas. Direction. Let me put the, okay, sweet. Now I have, you know, the roadmap of, okay, I need, well, I need to tie this to something like an oh shit moment. Yeah. I need to, there, now you're storytelling. Yeah. You have the story. Right. Now you're telling it. That, that's it. That's it. And, and the intent behind that. So what I do now, for, for several years, I look back at the books that I was listening to. And, and, and I emphasize listening to because most of my everyday was operating a machine. 
Gotcha. Yeah, so, you're doing something. So my hands are busy, my my eyes are busy, but I can listen. And, it, and not everyone can do that. It's interesting because my dad, I was talking to my dad about this, and my dad is a, he's a phenomenal operator. He's as good as they get. And But he, he told me, he said, I cannot do it. I cannot, when I'm in a machine, in the seat of a machine, I cannot listen to stuff. And I'm, I'm completely opposite. Like I can, I can have information going in my ears and, and still fully function in a machine. And that was, that was been a lifesaver for me. For the amount of hours that you're in a machine. Yeah. Once you start listening to things so often, uh, one, oh, when every you, minute, every minute matters. And, yeah. and the fact that you're like, Oh, eight, 10 hours, of I don't get to listen to certain things or, you know, proactively with my mind do something. Uh, that sucks. That's a long time. That's a whole book. Yeah. Okay. 10 hours. Yeah. If I was to listen to the whole thing straight, that's a whole book. So it sucks that when I'm operating machinery or I, what I did was I worked at two different jobs. I was an Amazon worker getting stuff. Okay. Uh, it was very loud in there, but I had my headphones on and for 12 hours straight, I would listen to books. Okay, yeah. It changes that's, that's up every once in a while, sometimes music, but just yeah. a, you know, variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I finished so many books yeah. in four, five, six months of however long I was there. So many books were listened to at that point. And then uh, the other job that I had where I was also doing that was I was popping stickers. So an entire sheet of stickers comes oh, okay. out, popping stickers, popping stickers. I'm talking 10 hours again. Yeah. Listen to an audio book and just, I mean, I can do this. Yeah. Without and 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 uh, there was times where I'd have the full emotions going on. Oh of, yeah. Inspired of oh my gosh. Yeah. Of <sighs> all the different ranges of emotions that you can have with all these different types of audiobooks of all different kinds. Yeah. Inspirational. Uh, learning about somebody. I listened to so many. Uh, you know Benjamin Franklin, George Washington. A lot of the core of America, to mm-hmm. be honest, because it was like, well, if I'm listening to all of this. I'm in America, and it would be great to, I know who Thomas Jefferson is, yeah. but now as an adult, let me see what this guy was up. Right. He was 20, 23, somewhere, very young. I was about the same age, and he, I'm popping stickers, and he's writing the Declaration of Independence. Very different, but, yeah. you know, it shows you that, you know, you can be really a big person. Yes, and, and it's inspiring. And as what, uh, what, where I am now, see, when I first started, I was, I was very much like that. And I, would, I wasn't very, well, intentional on, because I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't fully know. I knew I wanted to be in real estate, so I had a lot of real estate books that I'd listened to, but I needed that balance, you know. And, and then I would just, take like oh this book looks good this i heard this book's good and i would just get them get them get them yeah and i would listen to them now um i'm i'm much more intentional in what what am i currently experiencing like and zeroing in on that like if i'm and and this is currently happening in my workplace right now like i i am working with some people that I got really, really frustrated with, and I ultimately had to come to the realization that I'm judging them. I'm, my approach to them and my frustrations with them is because I'm coming from where I am. I'm not. 
I'm not really being fair to them because I'm bringing my expertise to the table. I'm bringing my experience to the table and I'm being pissed off at them because they don't have it. And it was eating me alive, eating, eating me alive and, and just getting frustrated at work. And I ultimately took a step back and I thought, if that's the case, maybe, maybe they are showing up with everything they have. You know, and if that's the case, then that's a, that's a, that's a slap in the face for me because I'm not being, I'm not being fair to them, you know, and, and it's helped me navigate their, the frustrations of it, but also it made me like, okay, now that I'm aware of it, I can put some intention in, let's, I need to find a book. How can I better understand people how can I understand body language how can I better understand you know emotions all all of these Uh, things absolutely I mean you can get it uh just through living yeah uh but also it's a lot easier to fast track yeah you can with a little bit of intention absolutely and now you like know what to look for It, it just helps you take your feelings and make it observable right right and and analytical even and just like you can see it better yeah, and it's it's been super beneficial to me, it, and and it's back to intent, you know. It the more the more I'm conscious, the more I the more I'm able to put intention behind the actions that I take. Man, it it speeds productivity. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, even this morning, I was like, okay, look, I'm gonna go to the office, which is about 48 minutes away. Okay. On the way there, I take this whole road. I see your place all the time. Okay. Coming yeah. by, I was like, okay, there it is, and I timed it from there to the office. Yeah. And how long is that? All right, I have 14 minutes. I think it was like, okay, it takes me about 14 minutes, which means, you know, I could be there for about four hours and 30 minutes, and then I'll leave around. 135 and I'll be a little early and we're all good. Yeah. Sweet. That was an intention and an, I didn't just react and at the office say, "Oh shoot, how long does it take to get there?" And, yeah. and you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just you got to have so much more th- forced sight in mm. your life. Yeah. Just think about it a little bit. And and some of us are not very good at it, me included. You know, uh, yeah, I'm uh, not great at it, but I, I, I did it yeah. today. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, let's celebrate the small things. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll carry that on to the next day. And... Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's good stuff. I, uh, quality conversations are pretty great. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Yours too. This is, this is great. I want to do it again too yeah. since we are like so close it would be really cool because i there's a lot to glean from you that was very profound i loved every single second of that and i have a lot of questions and i can't yeah. wait to see what you do next well i would love it i would love to go on with you again so i appreciate it thank you thank so you, much Nick. that was a blast <laughs>